Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. I am the rambling madman. I have this feeling, man, because you know there's a handful of people actually run everything. That's true. It's provable. It's not a fuck. I'm not a conspiracy nut. Motherfuckers are so sensitive, the whole country is turned into bitch-ass niggas. I'm not going down without a fight! I'm the voice of the little man! The man on the girder! The man on the streets! The man that fights the man! Oh my god, you're Keith Charlemagne! Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ramblings of a Madman. I am the host, Mark Ciccarella Jr., and today I'm coming at you with episode 12. Like I say every week, I, I really enjoy making this podcast. I really enjoy getting it out to you guys and, and thinking of new topics to do. Um, if you if you notice, the intro clip I'm, I'm using today is a clip from Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, it's an episode from season 4, an episode where they have a garage sale, and they're cleaning out, you know, their old junk to sell through garage sale. And Hal, the husband, the father, finds an old radio broadcasting unit. I'm, I'm not familiar with exactly what it is. But it's what he used in college when he had his own radio show. And his name was Kid Charlemagne. He was, you know, a you know an open-minded talk show host to... And in, in, in the show, he says, it broadcasted to... I think he said like a, a, a three mile radius of the left side of the west side of campus or something, but uh, it was like an extremely small show that he had, but he loved doing it and he was like a fanatic doing it. And and one of the things I loved about what he says there is he's like, I'm the man that fights the man. And I, I like that. I, I'm, I think I'm going to use that uh, going forth. I'm the man who fights the man. We are the people. You are my listeners. I'm the man. Together we fight the man. The man fighting the man with with his listeners and his audience. Um, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in again. You know, uh, you continue to tune in and, and bless me with your presence and listening to my show and um, listening to the, the great guests that I'm having on. Uh, it really does mean a lot to me that people are continuing to come back each and every week to listen to me and hear my voice and my opinions and share them with people. Like I said, every week, we're going to keep on keeping on, you know, we're going to, you know, no matter what they throw at us, we're going to, we're going to persist. And, you know, times, times are getting a little crazy, I know. And, um, it seems like every day we step further and further into darkness and, and, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel seems to get further and further away. And as we get further and further away from that light, and, you know, the darkness surrounds us and engulfs us and, you know, it's harder to see your way out. It's nice to be able to talk to people who have these views and who are thinking in, along the same lines. Because I know personally it, it can be very difficult to have these thoughts and opinions. And, and sometimes there's absolutely nobody you can talk to about it. Because you can't go on Facebook because they'll they'll block you. People will unfriend you. You'll, you'll hurt your, your social credit score, if you will. And it, it's just, it's it's it can be very difficult to, to go on without anybody having anybody to talk to about these situations and these 
conspiracies and that we all that I that I love to talk about. So again, if anybody wants to uh, reach out to me and you know talk it through email or you know we can find some way to talk. My email is ramblingpodcast2021 at gmail.com. Feel free to contact me anytime you feel the need to talk about some shit like this. And because I'm always there, to, I'm always open for a discussion. I'm always open to to learn more and to, to talk about ideas and stuff like that. And it, even if, if if it's a case where you're you're just feeling crazy and like you're like, oh, I'm just this, I must be fucking crazy and you need somebody to talk to. I'm a real person you can fucking talk to. So ramblingpodcast2021 at gmail.com. We don't have to be alone during these dark times. Alright, so... Before I go ahead and get into today's episode, which is going to be about a, a very mixed bag of, of topics and ideas here. I did want to initially do it on Christianity and Catholicism. But I have some other things that I think I want to talk about as well. Maybe brush up on current events because I haven't done a solo episode in a while, I don't think. And it's nice to, you know get some time to ramble on uninterrupted and and talk off the top of my head um because this is the first time I haven't had a guest in a, in a few weeks I think and so yeah but before I get into the episode I, I want to you know again thank you guys for keeping coming back and and listening to the episodes that I put out and I uh, also want to remind people that I do have a merch store up now so um if you anywhere you see my link tree link whether it be in my bio on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or um, the the first link on the link tree is a merch store. We have all kinds of merchandise available. We have shirts, t-shirts, hoodies. We have uh, muscle shirts. We have phone cases. We have pillows. We have all kinds of stuff. We have water bottles, canvas, tote bags, whatever you might want, want to get to showcase that you are a proud supporter of this podcast. You can certainly do that. Every purchase matters to to the, and keeps the show running. Uh, I also want to thank people who are continuing to go to my website to listen to the show and to you know support me through the site because at the end of the day I'm the only one at the at this moment who can take things off of my site. Uh, YouTube has already taken down one of my episodes and tried to take down another one. Um, I haven't had any problems so far with Spotify and all the other places that you can find the, the show like iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. But like I said, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Um, with the way things are going with digital censorship and, and stuff like that. So if you can continue to support me by going through my website to listen to the show and, and stuff like that, by all means, please do so. But if, it, if that's a problem and you know it's just more convenient to go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or God forbid, even YouTube, by all means, go right ahead and, and I appreciate every one of my listeners. I do have a Patreon available. Um, if you want to become a patron of the show, uh, like I said last week, $1 a month can buy me one third of a gallon of gas now. Um, so if you want to, if you want to be, become a patron of the show and, and help keep the show running and help me be able to bring in more guests and stuff like that, I'm extremely thankful for any donation that you guys send my way, whether it be through Patreon or buying merchandise through the store. Um, again, the, the website, the, the website is ramblingmadman.org ramblingmadman.org not ramblings of a madman ramblingmadman.org that's the website name uh, you can find the patreon link on the website you can find the merch store link on the website you can listen to the show on the website and i also have articles of madness on the website what articles of madness are it's just going to be whenever i it's going to be a blog basically and whenever i feel like i want to write something out or an article or, or cover a story or whatever it might be that i want to you know just have a written out physical copy uh there um Go right ahead and check it out. I do have one 
post. Well, I only have one article of Madness up right now, and it was at the end of February. I did uh, kind of an article to recap, you know, or to close out, rather, Black History Month. And I was talking about, you know, how all the ways that African Americans have been disadvantaged by the man, disadvantaged by, you know, this government, this tyrannical government, the powers that be, whatever you want to call it. And I, I kind of said so in a way to... Not to just to be like, oh, look how oh, poor black people, this and that. That's not what I'm, I was saying for anybody who, who might be offended by that. Basically what I'm saying is we're both, we're all being fucked by the same person. We're all being, you know, abused by the same system. And whether it be them unconstitutionally stealing our money through income taxes or, or unconstitutionally forcing us to wear masks or, you know, starting a crack epidemic that killed like, thousands and thousands of black lives and and using that money to start terrorist operations in Nicaragua it's all the same people who are doing it no matter if you're black or white we're all being fucked by the same great big red white and blue dick as George Carlin famously said so I guess I'm just going to go in and, and start talking and rambling on with you guys for a little while here I'm not sure how long this episode is going to be we're already at about 10 minutes almost 10 minutes and uh this might be a shorter episode. I know my last few episodes were a little bit longer in length, and this might be like a 40-45 minute episode. So without further ado, I'm going to get jump right in and, and start rambling on. The first thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was um, something I've been wanting to talk to you guys about uh, for a, a while now. Uh, I, I, I used to have this boss who was a, an extreme neoconservative, and I sat next to him for 45 to 50 hours a week. And I held back from saying anything on the podcast on the odd chance that he might somehow find out about my podcast and find out and fire me for, for talking about him. But nonetheless, as of yesterday, I no longer work for this company. I'm going to be starting a new job very soon here. I'm very fortunate to have had a new opportunity come my way so I can make more money. And uh, I no longer have to hold back on this neoconservative boss that you know, loves Trump so much, you'd think he probably probably sucked his dick a few times. Um, so I, I used to work at a transmission shop. I used to manage the shop, um, run the business, and um, pretty much do everything from checking out vehicles when they're first dropped off, you know, scanning them for see if they're setting codes, uh, inputting them into our system, keeping in contact with the customers, assigning work to our, our mechanics, uh, ordering parts, ordering lunch for all the guys... I did, I did pretty much everything aside from work on the cars for this shop. And my, the owner of the company and myself, we had a disagreement uh, about money. And um, I, I think I'll get, I'll get into that. But let me, let me uh, talk about a little bit about his neoconservative ways and, and what I had to put up with for the last six months uh, as I sat by his side for 45 to 50 hours a week. Um, so he, he is a very big Trump supporter. He loves... Donald Trump. He loves everything about Donald Trump. And it, it, that's just what it comes down to. He loves him some daddy Trump. And he he is a bona fide China hater. He hates China with all his heart. He hates their guts. He hates Chinese anything. And um, it's, it's actually very funny because, you know, he's every day he, he would come into work with a new story about, oh, China's doing this and that and they're taking over the world and we got to stop them. And, and then, you know, he has an iPhone. He he's, like said he's always had iPhones. And <laughs> and it's so one day I come in and I'm like, he's talking about China. 
And he's like, oh, I got such a bad headache. I'm like, yeah, it's probably from that Chinese phone you have. You know, your fucking iPhone giving you a headache. And he just has a, a dirty look on his face. And and then I'm like, John, you know, I'm, su- I'm surprised you even have a an iPhone. You know, as much as you hate China and how evil they are, how could you support them? And he, he got all... And he was like, uh, yeah, well, I was I had an iPhone while you were still sucking on your mama's titty. I was like, oh, good one. Good comeback there. But, uh, but yeah, that's just the type of guy my boss was. He... He preached uh, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, and you know you can get anywhere through hard work. You can get you can get anywhere through hard work, and you can you can you can become as rich as Donald Trump. He told me if you just put in the work that he puts in, and uh, that's where him and I are kind of disagreed on a lot of things. Is you know it was easy for my boss to say that because he was born into a family that had money. He never had to worry about bills or food or or whatever. So it's easy for him to say that, you know, with hard work, you can do anything in life when you've, all, you've always had whatever you needed and more provided for you by your father. So that, that, that's kind of where he and I disagreed is where through hard work you can get anywhere in life. Because I know damn sure that through hard work, I am never ever going to be in Donald Trump's shoes. And, and no matter how hard I work or claim to, or how hard I claim to work, I will never, ever touch a billion dollars in my life. Ever, I will never reach a billion dollars. And that's just the fact of the matter. Um, so whatever a neoconservative tells you that you can, you know, you're just, poor people are just poor because they want to be poor. And that's one of the things that he told me is that poor people are just poor because they're lazy and they don't like to work. Yeah, because people like to struggle. Like that's, like if we had our, our choice, we would just be struggling. That's what people, like sometimes neoconservatives are so, ass backwards and it and so frustrating that it makes you wonder how the the mindset got so popular in the first place but nonetheless he was a uh he he was a pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of guy he he played he liked to take pride in hard work and I'll, I'll be honest he that motherfucker did work hard he would work 50 hours a week at the shop and then go home and, and work on his property he has a bunch of properties that he rents out, and, and he, he was putting in the time. I'll be damned if he wasn't putting in the time. But uh, the biggest problem there was he expected everybody to put in the same amount of time and effort into his company as he did, which I can understand from a boss, but he wanted to pay people significantly low wages um, and didn't want to pay people fair wages and, and or, or give them raises even to cover the cost of inflation. Um, he just expected you to have a high morale and just be okay with getting paid less and had the same attitude he has when he's making, you know, two, three million dollars a year off of this company and, you know, his employees, his mechanics are making like six, seven hundred dollars a week. Um, it, it just doesn't add up there. A, a mechanics can make a lot more money at a lot of other shops and uh, that's some one of the things he he failed to to realize, and um, so let let me paint the picture a little bit more for you with my my ex boss here. Um, you go into the the office of our mechanic shop, or the transmission shop, sorry, and as soon as you walk in the front door, you see there's a big picture of the World Trade Center, and right next to the picture of the World Trade Center is a that famous picture of Ronald Reagan with the cowboy hat on. And that should tell you all you need to know right there is this motherfucker was the biggest Republican, you know, 
will, would blow Reagan and Donald Trump if in a matter of seconds. Uh, I, I, I think that's probably what his fantasy is, is to be alone, naked in a room with Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan. So hopefully that paints the picture of who my boss is and why tensions have been growing high with me and my frustration levels have been going, growing high up until the middle of last week. Now, what happened in the middle of last week was we have had business advisors there for a few weeks and, and trying to increase my boss's my, or the owner of the company's profits from 2 to $4 million and trying to you know observe what we do and how we operate and give him advice on how to you know increase his profits and which is a very smart thing to do I, I I think I would do the same thing if I was a business owner but one of the things that the business owner or the uh, not the business owner I'm sorry the the advisor was suggesting you know that he that my boss give me a lot more responsibility within the company and basically make me you know one of the the leading members of management within the company and you know, I was at first I was all for it, you know, gung ho, and they were taking responsibility, and and you know, I would I would love to be able to to run the shop. And his ultimate goal was to not have to be there. So that's what my 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 takeaway was was I'm going to have all this responsibility. I'm going to, you know, have power within the the company, and I'm not going to have to deal with my dumb neocon boss all the time. Well, it turns out what he actually my boss took that that recommendation from the business advisor, and he twisted it so that he could justify, you know, just to himself, he justified to himself that he could take the advice of the business advisor, give me more responsibility, make it so that I'm basically running the company and without him and he doesn't have to be there and he can go on vacations and, and be away from the shop and live his, his life as, as he has worked so hard to do and he earned, you know, to the right to, to have fun and, and go on vacations and stuff. And so that's all sounds good to him, me taking over responsibility, but he doesn't want to pay me more money. And um, now, I should preface this by saying, when I took this job offer back in the beginning of September, I was I was looking to get out of a, a job that was very low paying, and this job offer was, you know not very far away from my previous job in terms of money. But I was given the job with the expectation that I was going to be paid more as I gained more experience in the, in the automotive industry because I was brand new to the automotive industry. I was a, a virgin, as they say, in the automotive industry. So I was, I was very eager to get in there and, and, and learn and, and take responsibility and, and get more responsibilities thrown out at me so I can make more money. And so months went on and, and I didn't see any increase and so I was getting pretty antsy and and you know on edge I, I was just waiting for I was thinking like any day now he's going to say like how about I start paying you more money and that never came and then one day last week the business advisor came to me and he was suggested that I go home and watch management training videos online on my own time for free without any charge to the company so that's what he suggested to me and I told the man I told the business advisor I said Kevin, I'm not doing it. That's not something I'm doing. I get paid a very low wage. I said, I can make more money working at fucking Walmart than I do here. But I stayed here because I wanted to get the experience running a business. So then he passes that along to my boss. And my boss, I come into work the next day. And my boss looks at me. He said, so uh, did you watch the videos that I uh, told Kevin to have you watch? 
And uh, I was like, no. I said, he said, well, wh why not? I said, because I was at home, not here. I told Kevin I was going to watch him here. He said, well, a lot of fucking work you're going to get done while watching the videos. And so I just laughed to myself. And I was like, John, I already put in enough time here for the amount of money that I get paid. I can't justify spending any more time working on your company without getting paid more for it. And then he was like, he was like, well, if you don't want to take pride in the company and you don't want to show that you that you're putting in, putting in the effort to run this company, then then there's the fucking door. And, uh, and that really pissed me off. And we kind of got got into an argument about money. And then towards the end of the argument, he started to to feel a little sympathetic. And he was like, well, I, I understand, Mark. I understand where you're coming from, and I understand that like as a, a young man, you're you're start you're you need more money, and then. The cost of living is getting higher, and, and trust me, I've been in your shoes before, and that that's what really pissed me off. He has never been in my shoes or anywhere close to the realm of my shoes. He was born into a rich family, had a very successful father who, who built the, the, the business that he now runs. He was he talks about how he would go on ski vacations every weekend. Like That's not something that people who are worried about money do. And... Um, so that really pissed me off, and I was very bitter. So, I uh, I I had I had some things to do during the day, uh, some errands to run for the job. So I I got in my car and I texted my friend, and I was like, "Yo, can I get into your company?" And he hooked me up. I I'm still gonna be starting there uh, next week. But what really pushed me into quitting was actually the next day. Um, he had my boss had handed me a stack of papers and. A stack of papers. What they what the papers were were rent increases for his his apartments. He has like a bunch of apartments. I think like almost two hundred apartments. And so he had me folding these up, putting them in envelopes so they could be mailed out, and he would increase the rent of his of his tenants. Now, not only is this a very shitty thing to do because of the economy, the way the economy is, and and people are are just don't have money like they had a year even a year ago. But, nonetheless, he wanted more money, so he was printing out rent increases. Now, the thing that really pissed me off and set me over the edge, and I was like, fuck this, I'm quitting, I don't give a fuck about this company, I don't, I don't want to stay, even if he does give me a crazy raise, was, he sat down at his desk next to me, he looked me in the eyes and said, yeah, I wanted a raise, so I went into my computer room at my house and printed these out, so I gave myself a raise. The day after... I talked to him about money and told him I needed more money. That's what he told me. I lost all respect for him. And that, that was it. I made my decision. I was going out to start a new job at a different company. Making a, a very significant amount of money more than I had been with him. So, that's my story of my neocon boss in a nutshell. Um, I... I didn't even give him the benefit of a two weeks notice after that. I'm still very pissed off. I took that very personally. Um, I called him on Monday morning, yesterday. This is I'm recording this on Tuesday. It's going out on Thursday. I recall I called him yesterday morning and he didn't answer. So I sent him a text message. I basically said, "Yeah, um, I found a new job. It's going to be paying me uh, a good amount of money more per week than you were paying me." Um, you know, I. I I, I should have given you two two weeks notice, but you know I'm not really in a position to pass up an immediate increase in pay. So, um, but you've been in my shoes before, like you said. So I'm sure you understand where I'm coming from. And I said good luck in the future, and that was it. And 
now I'm like a legend there because all the mechanics. One of the mechanics called me. He's like, "Oh my god, everybody's so fucking jealous that that you're out of there." And uh, and he's like, he thinks a lot of people are going to be doing the same thing now. So you know that uh, old Dave Chappelle skit where he was at pop copping. He was in there and the fuck him. That's why. Well, why did I give two weeks notice? Because fuck him. That's why. Fuck you, John. Honestly, just go fuck yourself. All right, now that that's out of the way, I, I I really needed to get that out of my system, and and that's just you know your average neocon there. Um, not to shit on conservatives because I hate liberals too. It's just that conservatives you know seem to tick me off a tad bit more than liberals do nowadays. Uh, it, it I think I've really been thinking about this a lot, and I think what it comes down to is conservatives don't have the human decency. At least liberals care about humanity. And they have emotion. Conservatives don't have that. Everything's so cut and dry, black and white. Everything is dollars and cents. And fuck you, I want more money. And and it's all about money. And um, at least you know liberals care to a degree about you know people. They might be fucking retarded. And well, both conservatives and liberals are pretty retarded. But you know what I mean. Anybody who is a flaming liberal or a flaming conservative, like, off the edge, I'm going to be honest with you, it's kind of fucking retarded to to demonize our own people and to keep causing division and fighting each other based on liberal and Democrat, or a liberal and Democrat and conservative and Republican. Stop dividing yourselves. Just realize that we're all getting fucked. But anyway, that's it. Conservatives tend to have less human decency and less emotion in their their ways of, of going about the world and, and going about life than, than liberals do. And that's why I, I think I can connect to more liberals than I can conservatives because I'm a pretty emotional dude. I, I, I can, I can, I love everything I, I love is, has to do with emotion. Like the, the, the music that I love, like I, I love Kurt Cobain and Nirvana because, because of the emotion in it. I, I love the emotion in his voice. When you see him do that cover of the Lead Belly song, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? You know he was fucking hurting. You know that like, there was something wrong and like you could feel the emotion. I got goosebumps the first time I heard it. I love movies that have some type of emotion in it. And, and anytime, anything like a book, The Old Man in the Sea is one of my favorite books, and I'm going to tell you right now, I was in junior year when I read that, I read it on my own, and I was just, I, I was in tears when the fucking, the fish got away at the end, or the, no, I'm sorry, the, the sharks ate the old man's fish, and I was, I was tearing up, like, that shit, that shit had, had me on a different level, but, uh, nonetheless, that's what it comes down to me, I love when things have emotion in them, and I love when, we can recognize emotion and, and, and recognize where emotion needs to be. And that's just something that really pisses me off about a lot of conservatives is that, you know, there is no emotion. So, I said a lot there. And we're about 27 minutes into the episode now. And I guess I should probably talk about some current events here with you guys. Uh, I haven't really talked about current events much lately because I've had some pretty long episodes lately. And I've had some great guests. And I didn't want to, you know, make things too crazy with the episode length runtime uh by rambling on about current events for the first 30 minutes of an episode but um no guests today i have all the time in the world to ramble on about whatever i want to ramble on about um so uh, one of the things that's really pissing me off uh especially today i heard that crispy cream is going to give you a free donut every day for the rest of 2021 
if you can provide proof of vaccination with your vaccine identification card, you know, the, when you get your, your coronavirus vaccine, they give you a little card that says you got it. And if, as long as you showed up with that card to Krispy Kreme every day, they will give you a free fucking donut. And, and yes, that, that little pause I had there, that, that's because it, it kind of left me fucking speechless. So let me recap what we're doing as a response to the COVID-19. Which has a, a healthy, healthy people survive COVID-19 99.97% of the time. So as a response to this virus that's only killing 99.97% of healthy, healthy people, we are wearing two or three masks as recommended by the CDC, social distancing, staying home, not going outside, we're not going to gyms, we're not exercising, And then, you know, Krispy Kreme, you know, as a reward for you doing all that and being a terrible host to your body, you get to fucking shove fat and calories and and disgustingness into your face every day for the rest of the year. So by wearing the masks and and washing your hands 24-7 and always sanitizing your hands and wearing gloves and... Basically, in a nutshell, what you are doing is killing your immune system. Your immune system needs to be in contact with, you know, substances like bacteria and germs. It's kind of like gas for a car. If you don't have that stuff, if you don't have the the bacteria being exposed to you, you're going to get sick when it does because your your immune system isn't constantly working. So... To the people who are wearing two, three masks at a time, a pair of gloves, sanitizing their hands 24-7, those are going to be the people who do die when they get COVID because they fucking destroyed their immune system. I never wear a mask. I don't wear gloves. I don't wash my hands 24-7. The only time I wash my hands is when I'm using the restroom or I come to home to eat or I'm eating. Using the restroom and eating is the only time I, I wash my hands. And I'm fine. And there's a lot of other motherfuckers out there like me who are fine. Because they're not killing their immune system. We already know it's a proven fact that the COVID tests, the nasal tests and the mouth swabs. If they pick up any other germs, there's a possibility that they could test positive for COVID when you don't have it. You might have the flu, but it'll test positive for COVID because that's just the way the fucking test is set up to do. And that's proven. Go ahead and and research on your own. I'm not going to sit here and throw links at you and and, and whatnot. I'm giving you the the ammunition you need. Now go online and and do the research for yourself. So we're, we're, we're killing our immune systems. So when we do get COVID, inevitably, we're going to die from it because we've destroyed our immune systems and they can't fight off the virus. We're not exercising, which is extremely unhealthy. We're staying indoors and not doing anything. We're being fat fucks, which is extremely fucking unhealthy. Not only physically, but mentally. We are social distancing and, and not exposing our bodies to other people. And um, so what that does is it really drives your fucking mental health down through the toilet. It's plummeting. Going down through the toilet. And I believe this was all by design. 
So now people are going crazy. You know, where pe- people, people, I, I, I'd assume, I don't know the, the, the absolute statistics of it all, but I'd assume that suicide rates are probably higher than normal because of the shutdowns. Not to mention all the people who have toxic families and abusive families, abusive husbands, wives, boyfriends, whatever. Now they've been stuck inside and getting beaten on and and abused mentally and physically. So add that in addition to, you know, not exercising, not leaving your house, not, you know, killing your immune system. So when you do get COVID, you're going to fucking die from it. Now add into the fact that, you know, we're not exercising and we're staying indoors and we're fucking washing our hands 24-7, wearing three masks and... Now you can go to Krispy Kreme every day with your fucking vaccination identification card and stuff your fat fucking face full of fat and calories and sugar as a reward for getting the COVID vaccine. For free. Every day you can go and get a fucking donut for free. For for killing yourself over the last year. COVID isn't going to kill you if you if you have a healthy immune system. But you will die from not only COVID, but... Other things, if you kill your immune system, you will have a fucking heart attack if you don't go outside and exercise and eat right. So those are just some things to keep in mind when it comes to all the new shit that's coming out with COVID and, you know, the Krispy Kreme giving away donuts for to encourage you to get the vaccine and all this different shit that's coming out. And it there's a lot of shit to, to think about. And some people might... I don't, I don't want people to, to see... Oh, Krispy Kreme's giving out uh, free donuts for vaccinated individuals every day for the rest of the year. I don't want people to see that and say, oh, well, I guess I should go get a vaccine now so I can go get a donut every fucking day for free. So that's why I do this. I want to, you know, inform people and, you know, provide a a different viewpoint that you're not going to get anywhere else aside from, you know, the conspiracy community, the free thinker community. And I have to admit... Uh, a few moments ago, I I paused the recording. I had actually had to go out and run some errands, and then I got sidetracked. And I ended up I ended up going back to the gym for a second workout, and uh, so I'm actually finishing this recording the next morning. So th- I, I was re- I started this recording on Tuesday, the 23rd, and I'm finishing it now. It's now Wednesday morning, the 24th. And uh, some some big things happened yesterday with the shooting in Boulder, Colorado. Um, I wasn't aware of it as I was recording, but then I saw all the stuff on Twitter and you know the mainstream media, and I saw it. I saw the live stream of the individual who was at the shooting, and um, we'll we'll just say this: a a, a man who appears uh, it appears that he was an Islamic man. Um, he went into a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado with a pistol styled like an AR weapon. Um, it's It looks like a rifle, but it's not a rifle, it's a pistol. He went into the, the grocery store and allegedly killed 10 people. Um, when he went into the grocery store, he was wearing clothes and a green tactical vest or whatever. And um, so yeah, he went in there, he killed 10 people. But the funny thing is, when the police brought him out, you know, they shot him in the leg and they were able to pull him out alive. He was wearing nothing but his boxers. Um, I'm not sure how that happened or, you know, why in the process of killing 10 people he decided to strip off his clothes. Uh, That's a mystery um, that I would like to have answered by 
the mainstream media or the police official, somebody official, please answer that question for me. And I would also like to know um, the story behind this YouTuber. I don't even know his name. The YouTuber who was at the shooting, he was, he was, it just so happened the YouTuber was there and he just happened to start live streaming, you know, the, the carnage. And um, so, so when people were being killed inside the store, instead of this guy running for help or helping others, maybe, he decided to pull out his cell phone and live stream, you know, the dead bodies on the ground. And then you hear, like, the shots ringing out in the background. And, and then he's, you see the workers come out and he's like, there's, is there shots being fired? And, and their guy's like, yeah, he ran into the back of the store. and But, like, nobody's scared or anything. It, it, the video looks fake as all hell. Um, I had, I had a, a video or an episode on, on gun control a few weeks ago. I, I did maybe a month ago, actually, now. Um, but any, anyway, I had... Talk uh, an episode talking about false flag shootings, like uh, what happened at Parkland and Vegas and Sandy Hook. Uh, that was that was actually a good while ago, maybe seven or eight years ago. Sandy Hook was already, but uh, nonetheless, this seems to be at first glance, in my humble opinion, uh, something along the same lines. There um, seems like they're up to no good, trying to sway people in the public opinion of banning guns uh and this is actually the second mass shooting to happen this week and and get this for all the the people who really know conspiracy theories out there um i believe the shooting the shooter in the first shooting this week was his name was mason and he was 33 years old um we all know that the that the powers that be hide shit in plain sight to let us know that they are fucking shit up and, and doing their evil plans in, in the shadows. And because I, some people have the theories that it's, you know, they have to hide this shit in plain sight and they have to, you know, at least make it somewhat not, uh, somewhat able to be seen that they're controlling things. And I can get into that in a, in a different episode, but it's no coincidence that the guy, the first guy, the first shooter, his name was Mason and he was 33 years old. If you don't understand that. 33rd degree Freemason is like the most or supposedly the highest um, ranking within the Freemason organization that you can achieve. Now, I have spoken one on one with a local Freemason. Um, actually, a few weeks ago, I had a good conversation with him. I actually recorded the conversation for about 45 minutes. He did not know I was recording. Um, so I don't think I'm going to use it on this podcast on, or um, or in a future episode, I might, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure yet, but nonetheless, he, he did tell me that, that there is a, an, a level higher than 33rd degree Mason. Uh, most people, you know, there's been like 17 presidents throughout history that are 33rd degree Masons. And people always assumed that that was the highest you could go. Like George Washington was a 33rd degree Freemason. Um, there's a bunch of presidents. You can look up the list if you'd like, but he told me that nobody knows about this and he's not even supposed to say it, that there is a 34th degree Freemason. Um, and nobody's ever met a 34th degree Freemason. Nobody knows who is a 34th degree Freemason. And they are the top of the top, the creme de la creme when it comes to Freemasons. But yes, I, I, the reason I got onto the Freemason topic is because, you know, the shooter, he was 33 years old and his name was Mason. And it just seems like something that, you know, they would do to, to reveal their plans because 
if you look closely, they have a pattern of, you know, sort of revealing their plans. And that's that's where the whole conspiracy theory community comes from is because they leave behind these little details that point fingers in certain directions. And they do this all the time. Um, so, again, it's like this thing that people believe that, you know, maybe there's some kind of rule that they follow or a spiritual rule, an occult rule or... or Maybe it's like a hubris rule that they have that, you know, or and they think we're just so dumb we're not going to catch on to it. But nonetheless, they do oftentimes leave very big clues hidden in plain sight. And uh, we the, the community here that we're all a part of now, that we, we'd like to, to figure those out. Um, but yeah, so that's the big current event that happened in the midst of the break that I took while recording this episode, you know, the shooting yesterday. And um, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this Um if you want to shoot me an email and tell me what you think about the shooting that went on in Boulder, Colorado yesterday at the grocery store. Again, I said in the beginning of the episode, my email is ramblingpodcast2021 at gmail.com. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Um, I do think I'm going to end up wrapping things up here. This is you know, a shorter episode, not the shortest episode we've ever done, uh, but you know, it's a, a, a shorter episode. You can listen to it in one sitting here if you're on your way to work or whatever. And... Um, I'm excited for next week. Next week, I have a very special guest coming on. Her name is Amy Belair. Uh, she has her own podcast called Third Eye Awakening, and she's a very spiritual person. I'm going to have her come on and talk all about you know past lives, Akashic Records, meditation, and uh, have her talk a little bit about her spiritual journey. Um, she's a very interesting person. I'd, I'd, I'd love for you all to go check out her podcast in preparation for you know, my episode coming up next week where we're going to be talking with her. Again, it's Third Eye Awakening. You can find it on Spotify. And um, I know you can find it on Spotify. She has a Instagram account. And her Instagram name is The North Star Love. love or, or I'm sorry, The North Star dot Love. So if you go on Instagram and type in at The North Star dot Love, that's her. She's Amy. She, it says her bio starts out as Amy Akashic Activator. And, uh, yeah, so she has her podcast. You can find it on Spotify. It's on Third Eye Awakening Podcast. It's a very interesting podcast. She's a very chilled, laid-back girl, and uh, she likes to talk about lots of spiritual stuff, and she's she's very woke, in my opinion. I don't I, 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 I usually hate the word woke, and, but it, it, it's a good word that's been taken from us and dumbed down by the masses and, and media and social media in general because, you know, you have the people who claim to be woke because they found out somehow that slavery existed and then they're like oh i'm so woke because i recognize that there have been injustices to black people through slavery and yes of course we all know that but that doesn't mean you're woke if you can't see like the, the bigger pictures behind you know everything so again you know i'm, I'm very excited to have amy belair on the show next week and we're going to be talking about lots of cool shit um interesting stuff and like I said earlier in the episode, uh, if you can go to my website, check out the, the the new merch store I have available for you guys to, to rock some ramblings of a madman merchandise. We have muscle shirts now. We have t-shirts, hoodies. We have pillows, phone cases, all ty types of good stuff there. So yeah, my, my website name is ramblingmadman.org, not ramblings of a madman, ramblingmadman.org. Head on over there and you can listen to the podcast there. And um there's a link to the merch store. There's a link to the Patreon account if you want to be a patron of the show and support the show. You know, you can do as little as a dollar a month and uh, send it my way. And if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to like, share, 
subscribe on YouTube, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts if you can. We, we do still have a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and that's because of you guys. Uh, I want to thank you guys for that. Um, and I, I think that's it. You know, make sure you like and share when you see the, my posts on Facebook, Twitter, and whatever. Share it with your friends. Send it to people in text messages. Send it to your grandma, your mom, whoever the fuck you think might like to listen to this. So, uh, again, we're going to keep on keeping on. Remember, we are all gods out here, and have a wonderful day.